welcome to episode 22 of Girls Interrupting. Woo woo! This month, we are cutting straight through the bullshit and reading John Lewis's March, not only for Black History Month, but as a giant fuck you to the new administration. Yeah! With fuck me, you. as always, are my sisters in podcasting, Nasty Woman B. Yes. Aspiring Nazi puncher Monica. You know that's right. Jackie of the Steel Pussy. Wow! Oh, yeah! Grab mine. <laughs> and I'm Shelby, your resident thundercunt. <laughs> Before we get into the meat and potatoes of our show, what's new from the bullpen? We have a lot of new superhero shows. And most of them feel kind of superhero adjacent yeah. more than anything else. It's kind of fun, though. Um, I heard Legion was really good. I, it recorded at 11.30 p.m. for some That's reason so last night. So I will be watching that later. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime not now. Anyway, uh, uh, superhero shows. Or yeah. just, you know, comic book shows. Powerless. Uh-huh. Powerless was fun. I liked it. It, it was, was cute. It was a little broad for my taste. Mm. Um but, you know, it's a pilot. I think, yeah, I think it's a pilot. And I think mm-hmm. it'll sharpen up a lot, actually. Yeah. I actually, the girl um, whose name is something. Hutchins. Vanessa, Vanessa Hutchins. Hutchins. Vanessa Hutchins. Uh, I remember, I, I think, like, I, in the back <laughs> yeah. of my mind, I was like, oh, she's one of those high school musical high girls. School musical I don't, girl. I don't care for any of them. Um, and then oh, I saw her in Greece, and I was like, oh, my God, she's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the Disney kids are pretty talented, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Oh, Zac Efron. Oh my god, I'm so excited for Baywatch sidebar. <laughs> Guys, sidebar, I am also so excited for Baywatch for about 75,000 reasons. Uh 74,999 are The Rock. You're not different wrong. specific parts uh, of The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> is all, that is that bad? All the parts. Of when the he's rock. on that tiny pink scooter and using his legs as like I've watched the trailer too many. <laughs> we got to focus up here. Right. What else? Uh they announced casting for Runaways. No. Uh-huh. And overall I was fine with it, but Gert is too skinny. You can't have chubby girls running around with velociraptors on national television. This is America. Like, I like that actress. She's on One Day at a Time. She's excellent. Which one is she? Oh, is she the daughter? She's too tall no, to be she's Gert. the friend. The emo vampire the friend. Emo friend oh, I no, loved. I'm back in. I feel like they could chub her up. God, Jesus. <laughs> I mean that as a compliment. I she's hope. got the kind of, like, body that I think well, they could, they could she, let her chub up a if little. If she's going to put on, you know, 25 pounds, you know, something like that. I mean, they won't let her do that. She could probably put on five. And yeah. she'll wear baggy it's clothing. still America. Boo. Oh, because I'm I'm I give that the side eye because I feel like anytime you put a skinny girl in like fat girl clothes, it's, it's worse. Well, not only does it feel appropriative, but it's also I'm waiting for the moment when she puts Sheds on a hot it dress. Yeah. yeah, like she's all that or something. Not saying it's right. I'm yeah. just saying she's, it's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah, that's what they do. All that. That she's all that. Yeah, yeah. She was never fat though. She was just awkward. I mean, you see her glasses. glasses. What a nerd! She had glasses. Oh my god, yeah. you guys! She Girls glasses aren't pretty jeans. if they were glasses. And like overalls with oh paint god. on them. She's an artist. She's a hot girl. In, Do you know the worst part? Her. The worst part. If they made that movie now, she'd be the hot girl, and Freddie Prinze Jr. would be the one who needed a makeover. Cause she's like a hipster freak now. <laughs> Not super in. It is super in. Yeah. Well, didn't they? They made a movie making fun of that, right? Not another teen movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That one was pretty. With Chris Evans and the banana in his butt. Oh, that's right. Chris Evans was They dyed his hair like black. It was real weird. It's a weird movie. (gasps) You guys, Chris Evans got into a fight with a straight up Nazi on Twitter today. I mean, if you're not on the side of Captain America, like, Like, look at your life. I'm on. You just need to look at your choices. (sighs) Look at your life. Look at your choices. Mm. Make better ones. Man, we keep... 
Just roll well, right right off the train. I mean, what else was new this week? Um, um, Riverdale. I mean, comic book adjacent. I've seen two episodes. Um, I know. I like um, how much Kenneth likes it. Well, Kenneth, I mean, it's something. There's when a so- nostalgia factor. Yeah, he loves Archie. And I, I remember seeing Archie in the supermarket, but I never read Archie. I never read any yeah, of so it. Yeah, so I have and no honestly, emotional connection to it, so I was pretty underwhelmed. Maybe we should read some because I've heard that the modern Archie yeah. is really good. I heard the zombie good. Archie was bad. Like, they have mm-hmm. um, they have a, a main and character asexual. who's disabled, too. Oh, and Kevin. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I've heard they've done good things with it. Yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm interested to see how much of it translates to the show. Though, I have to say, I'm, I'm pretty tired of the teenage student dating a teacher thing. Yeah. It's gross, it's creepy, it's and it doesn't disgusting. make it any better that it's a boy dating an older woman. It's no. still gross and creepy. And I mean, as much as, like, it, it is gross and creepy, like, in my head, I think if it was, like, a senior, like, a 17, 18-year-old dating a teacher, it'd be okay. Worse. But this is literally freshman yeah, year. No, he, they're a sophomore. He's 15! But it's summer after freshman year. That's just, oh. that's not right. He might even be... 14 no he'd no, he he's turn. 15 but like yeah that's that's it's not still right. uncomfortable it's not good because yeah. i feel like they think that we don't care because he's a boy well because he's a bo- he's a boy and also because they cast like a 20 something to yeah. play him yeah so you see him walking down the uh, side of the road with his shirt off and he's ripped as shit and he looks like and he looks like a hot adult man but no, he's supposed to be playing a character who is 15. Yeah. Also, it makes me uncomfortable, like all the 15 year olds in the world watching this show, just looking at their tiny, skinny 15 year old yeah. bodies that cannot actually build that kind of muscle. Yeah. And feeling bad about themselves. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I think about, you know, when I was a teen back in the day, watching, you know, your Buffies and your OCs and all that. And I'm like, have I aged out of the demographic of being interested in yes. teens having sex? Yeah. Because I mean, I'm still okay with watching shows that have teens in it or isn't about mm-hmm. teens, but like they're really just like banging each other i'm not i don't i don't want that i aged out of high school shows when i was like 20 i was like done because it's all so dramatic and i like i'm exhausted by it <laughs> but i finally hit an age where i look at like young people making out and i'm like don't do that oh no stop it stop it stop it which is a weird feeling i'll hit me. you with a stick that's right yeah i swear the second the oldest girl on one day at a time starts making out with people i'm gonna freak out she's too young you're all too young wait till you're 30 <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, all right. What else we got? I believe there is a new uh, football comic that Monica's excited what? about. God, this, this one sounds so cool. I, I'm like, I'm really excited, but I hope he does it right because it's about a an ex-NFL player who is a transgender woman and black. And like, I think she's like a PI or she does something. She's got a gun. That's all I care about. I love that she's, she's just really just enormous woman she's 250 pounds so she's yeah, built she like a, a linebacker yeah like, just, she's humongous i love that but she looks great mm-hmm. i just hope that he does right by the transgender community because i want to love this thing but i'm trying i try to be a good ally and i won't if he's gross about it yeah because scott lobdell i know him way back from his x-men writing days and i believe he's I, I don't know about his sexuality, but I know I'm pretty sure he's a white he's a dude. Um, white yeah, dude. and so it's like it's kind of okay. This story, it's one of those things where like, okay, does does the story need to be told? Does it need to be told right now? And by me. Yeah. And so the question of yes. why is it this guy necessarily telling that story? But I let's let's see where it's going. I well, was that's the thing I, though. At the same time, like if he can do it correctly and if he takes the time to understand the community and all that good stuff using your privilege to yeah, do something exactly. like that is kind of amazing. Sometimes so, you gotta 
it's shitty, but sometimes that's this just is how you have started. to do. Yeah. You know, well, it's like that that movie coming out with Matt Damon. You know, obviously, Matt Damon, obviously, the Great Wall. Oh yeah. my God, the white guy who yeah. saves all the Asian. Okay, people. but no, but like, check it out though. Yeah. Kenneth talked us around. Okay, that that it's obviously, the trailer looks like. Oh no, it's oh, yeah. real dumb. Uh, <laughs> obviously, you would in a perfect world, it would be a movie starring all Asians, and the lead would would also be Asian, but. In the world that we we live in, they they needed to market it to the Western audience, and they know that a lot of shitty white people in this country would not go see a movie starring uh, starring an, a lead Asian dude. Yeah, the best part about it is it's created in China by Chinese companies. Everybody who worked on the film wrote the film, directed the film, and everyone except Matt Damon, who stars in the film, and Pedro Pascal are all Asian, and so like it's. It's from China and they're trying to do it. They're trying to sell it over here the way that we sell our movies to them. And so they, they literally went, we need a white guy. Who does America love? Matt Damon. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm like, I will give China my money for this dragon movie that they created on their own. I'm feeling a little better. But if he like saves the day, though. I feel Only like he gonna, could save the day. I feel like, unfortunately, it's going to be something where either he is 50 50 saves a day or like 75 25 i want him to die in the first 15 minutes or that <laughs> that would be that so because then you get people in the door yes yeah kill him and then donnie yen takes over and i'm yeah. back in well, I, I hope we're moving in a good direction because i was just reading that uh hidden figures outsold la la land um, Boom. it outsold three movies that starred white men what's well, like, the highest the- grossing oscar nominee i believe yes yeah. It, mm-hmm. The other three movies that came out, it was like um, that stupid Live By Night movie. Um, oh, God. And then there was two other that were starring white dudes that came out the same weekend. The Ben Affleck one? Yeah, the Ben Affleck gangster one. And I don't remember what the other two were now, but um, it was three white. And then our beautiful Hidden Figures film just fucking wiped the floor with them. It's almost like people are tired of seeing the same shit what? in the theaters. It's so funny because y- you take the same story that I've, r- I've seen a million times, but you put a lady in the front instead of a dude, and I'm 100% invested to go see it again. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> have you guys seen set pictures for the all-ladies Ocean's Eleven? Yes. So oh my God. in. Oh, I guess it's Ocean's Eight, but, like, whatever. I'm like, because it only looks so great. Is that, is that like, the three-quarters yes! wage? Yes. What, 72 cents on the <laughs> yeah. dollar? That's, that's Sandy B going, hey, this is going to be funny. <laughs> Anyway, so a lot of stuff going on in the world. Yeah, so uh, some of it is actually good. Some I mean, of it is good. Some of it has to be. Enough. The scales must balance. No, <sighs> if not balance, you got to get a good bump every once in a while, seeing how every day four horrible things happen, and that's before lunch. Yeah, you go to bed and you're like, well, I think I've caught up on Twitter. I hope nothing terrible happens. <laughs> every time I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what three things has Lord Tandump done this morning? He has three hours on us. He does. I yeah. I mean, I actually have to take social media breaks during yep. my day because yeah. I get too rage I have found that I take the weekends off. I've noticed that about myself. I yeah. take the weekends off. I think like during my work day, <sighs> I actually can't really read too much of it because it just affects me too much. Yeah. I read a study. I didn't read a study. I read a headline <laughs> about a study. <laughs> Thank you for being honest with us. We're, we're keeping it real here. Uh, we're trying to get rid of the alternate facts. <laughs> Something like a third of all Americans feel less productive at work since the election because they're just reading shit. No joke. Well, I've had days no where one... I've literally sat there and just refreshed it. Yeah. Like when they were doing votes and shit, I was yeah. like, just couldn't even handle um, it. I listened to the night or whatever the court stuff that was going on when the, uh, they were doing legal arguments in the Ninth Circuit. I mm-hmm. listened to that stream. I was not working. <laughs> it's distracting. But we have to, I mean, 
it this is the whole conversation right we have to stay healthy yes mm-hmm. self-care is important so that we can keep doing this yeah Cause, exactly because you know yeah, the first yourself out it's only know, day 20 we yeah. did we did the march together oh, we did um, we should was, post a picture of that on the should. facebook i'll we do should. that jackie do that yeah i'll do that uh and then the next weekend uh was the the airport march yeah the, the mm-hmm. you know and so i think it's not this necessarily easy is, uh, but i mean i think it's very easy to be um have oh. momentum at the beginning mm-hmm. and so i think it's really important to make sure that we continue to like I actually that it's, really a, it's, a, it's a marathon not a sprint exactly i actually really appreciate that there's been something to either support or attend that like we haven't as a group like those of us against him not yeah. just us but like the general we yeah um, if you need a weekend off someone's got you yeah if you need a yeah. weekend off well, that's that, fine but they keep say, having things to do it's they not, keep they keep the interest yeah. up i want I us to think of it not as a marathon but a relay race yeah. so we're in this together right, right. so when you that's great i like that when you can't um, do it anymore then you can pass it off to one of us and, mm-hmm. and we can take it up and and we'll just do that for each other yeah. um until we i mean he's not I hope 45 doesn't make it to the end of four years. I don't I see mean, how he can. They're filing impeachment papers right now. Yeah. There's it's, not enough support. No, there isn't, but, but at least they're getting it. Yeah, going. exactly. And I, he's done enough, but I there's, mean, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing that say we can't keep trying until we no, pass no, okay. it. Yeah. And I, I don't believe he'll make it to four years. Um, I think this was all probably like years. a trading places style prank yeah. of someone saying like two years ago. All right. Mike Pence is going to be president and everyone's going to be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it th- today, though, and I was like, let's say this happens and we get rid of 45 and we bump in Pence. His stuff will be a lot more subtle and a lot more organized and a lot more like more well thought out and probably harder to get as lividly angry about oh yeah so no. is that really that great of a trade-off it's not because oh, i mean 100 i would i wouldn't be surprised you know mitch mcconnell is like a Boo. real slick dude uh i mean you know the, say what you will republicans are very good oh at no politics. they're very good at oh, and yeah. i mean if they were like okay i have an idea to make our politics seem reasonably what is that that window they talk about um about how you you do post a bunch of extreme stuff and so the the stuff that you still oh, yeah. want to do that is it doesn't seem as extreme. bad yeah 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 oh it's like that old joke about how you come home and you tell your parents oh i'm pregnant and they when they say what you say oh i got you i but i crashed the car yeah <laughs> well that's the thing right is it's the reason we have to get rid of some of the democrats that we have in office right oh, now oh they're getting primaried the fuck out is because we need people who are willing to stand up and actually fight i think and this is like old generation democrats that we have in there now who are like oh we need to work together here's the deal is i actually don't disagree with the idea that the government needs to work like i understand where they that didn't work of- with us for oh agreed four or for eight years and so i i can understand where it comes from but i also think that if everyone if they're going to play this game we have to play the same we game. have to play the same game if yes. we're not going to play the same game we're not going to get anything done no. yeah we're playing and ping pong they're playing tennis exactly and and if we're if we're going to stay at the table they're going to be running laps around us yeah you know um, and so I want people like Camilla Harris oh my God, come on. and, you know, um, Elizabeth Warren, you know, standing up and fighting and actually saying what they think mm-hmm. out loud um, and being willing to not play ball. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, if they're not willing to meet us halfway, then we don't meet them more. Well, that's the sort of thing that you're, you're starting to see results and stuff, though, because you, 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 they'll float the idea of an executive order and then you see the backlash. They're like, oh, we never had that executive yeah, order. I don't we know what you're talking about. That. You know, and they, that's the beauty of this. It yeah. is working. Yeah. We are making changes. It might not Things- feel like it, especially after, you know, the people getting uh, confirmed this week and stuff like that. But um, what was I read something about someone saying um, it's not about the result. It's what how you feel when you're doing it mm-hmm. and what and, and and how to keep doing that to chase to know what you're doing is right. You know, well, I feel like I feel like that was the most powerful part about being part of the Women's March mm-hmm. was the feeling of not being alone. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because we have each other and we've always had each other mm-hmm. through this whole thing. But just seeing around the globe with the yeah. support that it had it was so, i cried every day yeah. like i was well, like reading articles i was crying. so amazed that they were doing it in other countries mm-hmm. like this is oh, very yeah. obviously like we did this to ourselves but the fact that there are so many countries coming forward to support well it's be also helpful, because they also have the, women problems well no and they're going to be affected yeah. by what happens here what well, happens it's like here I found out, um canada and part of the netherlands are putting together a fund for women to yeah. be able to get abortions in america like that's amazing to me. And so yeah. while, you know, Lord Tandump is here and ruining our lives, we're also reaching out and being able to, like, make relationships and build separate bridges that maybe we wouldn't have been able to do before. Well, and I've also seen articles, too, of people who have commented and been like, wow, I didn't actually realize that people in this country mm-hmm. wanted Muslims here. Until oh, my God, I saw, I saw that thing. Of, until that I saw so great. I the demonstrations. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was, and, well, I didn't think anybody wanted us, but then the amount of people who showed up for the Muslim ban protest, and they're like, you do. You love us. You want us in your country. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, we do. The people who are loudest are not necessarily the ones you need to be listening to. Exactly. And they've been shouting the longest, and we've all been rolling our eyes saying, Oh my god, that's stupid! What, what are you talking that about? Can't be but none real. of us have been screaming at the top of our lungs on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And now we're finally doing 2017, that. Yeah. the year of yelling. Well, and it's the people that uh, I mean, we were talking about like three months ago. How many of us knew, you know, twenty elected officials? Now we could we could oh, name I them have off. Like half of California. You know? And I mean, we're you- so involved in a way that we weren't. This is the yeah. way that de- democracy is supposed to yep, work. Exactly. And we've never engaged because we've never felt we had. And to, to be yep. honest, it's it's it makes me a little bit ashamed of myself for yes. not having done as much as before. i could have it's true because you know and what? i we're... literally had to look up how bills were passed this week yeah. i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you like i had an idea that it had to be ratified by a certain yeah, amount yeah. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. but i needed i wanted to understand how it ha- you know what i mean like I... on a more uh, like intense level right because mm-hmm. i want to know who i have to call and I, what i have to do i googled yeah. um how to write a bill because like kamala harris has been in the senate do they start on january 20 as well or do they start the day Before, after the election i'm not sure i have to not the day up. after election she announced her first bill today yeah. no i know that's i the saw thing. that she this is her first time in the freaking senate not house she's in the senate and she wrote a bill today that's because unlike some people she prepared for what was going to be required of her from her <laughs> well, I just really i just really like that and like i had to google like how does someone yeah. write a bill like what are the things she needs well, to also, know to get that done there's a certain amount of embarrassment i think coming from me and i would expect a lot of white women 
you know, we, oh, yeah. we showed up we to the women's march. We up. felt great. And but there's a lot of people, women of color, that are saying, "Well, what, it's about fucking you? time." Yeah. Where have you and been you know, the last thirty years? And the first, and I'll be really honest. When I read some of those posts, my first reaction was not good. My yeah. first reaction was like anger and you know frustration. You know, and did you not all white women yeah. in your head? Yeah, I did. And <laughs> you know, not to that extreme, right? Yeah. But my first reaction, my gut reaction, was not positive. To well, that that's kind what, of whenever you're confronted with yeah. privilege. You're, oh, yeah. you're defensive and, well, like, and then immediately you digest it and you like, think oh, to yourself you know what i believed in black um not all uh, whoa black <laughs> lives matter right <laughs> and um i was gonna say not all lives matter and I, was, <laughs> I was like wait wait this has gotten dark this has gotten dark um i really truly believed in black lives matter but i didn't fucking show up to any of it i didn't do i, I didn't, didn't do show anything. up to anything Mm-mm. i maybe maybe shared a couple articles but not nearly the amount of articles i've nope. shared in the past mm-hmm. week i didn't i didn't go to any of the demonstrations i didn't do any of that i didn't call anyone mm-hmm. i didn't write anyone uh, uh, the most i did for any of that stuff it started for me in ferguson and i was mm-hmm. active on twitter and that is it i donated yeah. to, i gave money to the yeah, ferguson I gave library money, I gave and money i donated to um the guy who's running for mayor now who's awesome um he was um anyway but like that's yeah. the extent. Yeah, no, I did the same thing, very similar, Jackie. When we were at the march, and I saw uh, a woman holding a sign that said "White feminism is, is violence," and my my internal like I immediately flinched, and I, I thought to myself, "That's that's not right." And then I I had to digest it, and I went, "No, because if we're if we're not if we're only talking about white women, if our feminism is only about white women, then it is white supremacy, which mm-hmm. is which is violence." Yeah, if you can't be intersectional in your feminism, you're not a good feminist. Correct. Well, and I think that's a big problem for white women. Mm-hmm. And I think too. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I, I felt a big slap in my face realizing that it was like fifty three percent of white mm-hmm. educated women mm-hmm. voted for Trump. Yeah, that to me was horrifying to 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 see that and understand that. And you know what? It's art. It's my responsibility to talk to my racist family. Yeah. It is. And it's hard and we don't you want know? to. And I don't want to. I want I mean, to ignore I them. I want to. <laughs> you're, like, you're a special I am. Yeah. case. I, um, I actually, I was mad about it. I I knew that, not knew, but like when this all started, I kind of just accepted it. I, it was weird. I never had like the flinch back from it. I never like that moment where you're like, but that's not me. Like I, I heard about that and then. All this stuff happened. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. White people are the fucking worst. Why would women be any different? And like, it sucks that I, because of the color of my skin, am lumped in with this group of people that I am not a part of and I am disappointed and ashamed of. But it's like you're saying, it's up to us because we look like these fuckers to do our jobs. What's well, tough? Like you see those those white women on who were on Fox News today saying that oh garbage. Oh my god! And I. I I, I wonder to myself is so it, much internalized misogyny. Is it is it their parents? Is it religion? Is it are they just in denial because they're in a place where they don't have to worry about it or no one's ever hit them in the face? It's or? literally that. It well, doesn't it affect because, them. They've never experienced it. It can't be real. Well, it's like I've told you guys this story, but I have a coworker and he's white and male, and so it's not the same thing we're talking about, but it is. Um, he's super liberal. We were having this amazing like two-hour conversation at this book club about liberalism and all the things we have to do and you know and and getting started and all this stuff and all of a sudden he comes out and he says he voted for trump because then he couldn't flew across the room for hillary and you, you guys because he death. couldn't vote for hillary because she's just as bad <laughs> guys her emails her emails, emails! So 
emails. Her emails, though. But just like, but emails. think about that, right? This this liberal guy decided because he's white and male, and these things won't actually affect him mm-hmm. that he can throw away his vote like that. Because no, no one's gonna deport him. No one's gonna shoot his kid in the street. Yeah, and no one's whole- gonna sexually harass or rape or beat him. Well, his whole reasoning, he might get, beat. and it turns out he he's a get, sexual assault survivor, by the way. Um, oh, I can't. Yeah. Right. And I, so anyway, it was a real challenge for me. But Jackie as a person is trying very hard to learn how to respond to things like that mm. and share my point of view without getting hostile. Yeah, it's because hard. my first reaction is generally like, I can't talk to you anymore. I yeah, we're can't. But if deal. your goal is genuine engagement then you can't get hostile. Exactly. And that's the problem. And it's hard. And that's the thing is I'm trying to learn that so that this doesn't happen again, or at least. And you have to learn when it's valuable to engage too, because there's people like straight up people that are just into Trump. Don't bother. Yeah. 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 If you want to fight, sure. You can pick a fight. I saw a thing today that there are two kinds of Trump voters and we can only win over one of them. Yeah. Is this a is this a good time to segue into talking about? Oh our, yeah, guys! Our I was just thinking like nonviolent approaches. Halfway, to halfway through, uh, half an hour into. Because uh, <laughs> well, you're going, should we break this out as a separate mini? Well, it's like, a oh, it's it's, mini? it's relevant, you know. It's it relevant is. because the thing is, you know, we're reading this and it's like it's like fuck, 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 fuck. You know, well, I heard like, about this when he like announced that he was going to do it. This mm-hmm. the set of it's like three volumes, it's three, three volumes, volumes yeah, yeah, called March and like. Selma had like just come out or it was only it had been out on it just came out on DVD and then John Lewis was like I'm gonna write this comic book well, let me set this up because sometimes we don't do a great job about we don't okay. uh, telling We're people excited. about what we read um so this month we read volume one of Congressman John Lewis's extraordinary March graphic novel series co-written with Andrew Iden and illustrated by Nate Powell part one of the March trilogy explores Lewis's childhood on a rural Alabama farm his education and subsequent involvement with the sit-ins at the downtown Nashville lunch counters. And so much more. The, the One of the first things that was so striking to me was was reading this and it's framed in the present as mm-hmm. we flash back. And it's the present framing is on Obama's 2008 inauguration day. Oh and there's this there's this feeling this genuine feeling of look how far we've come Mm -hmm. because we're talking about these things that that john lewis went through and then i'm reading this now in 2017 and it's (sighs) oh no oh no yeah we have fallen again i literally cried the entire time i read it oh jackie i was just i read it at work so i had a couple moments where i would like gasp and then like you know that moment when like you can feel your eyes start to fill but you like take a a minute and a breath and you don't cry because I literally am in an open office space. Yeah, I was at home and thinking about current events and yeah. crying because I'm yeah. like, fuck. Yeah, the framing of the story, I think of, of not only it being Inauguration Day, which I don't think they actually ever mention. You just know. Yeah. You just know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it says January 20th. No, no, oh, no on the radio it said something oh, about okay. Obama's. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he's telling this story to two kids. Mm-hmm. That, that was so tough. Man. It almost has to be in your mind thinking that it's a bit of a sanitized version of the events because yeah. he's telling kids, yeah. you know, um, you know, but so then some, no, but then, yeah, I mean, and it's very, um, laid out, very cut and dry. Like, you know, it's obviously, um, he has his emotions attached to it, but when he's telling the story, it's very much like, well, this happened, this happened, this happened, you know? And it's very, just kind of the facts are laid out as horrible as sometimes they are. And it's up mm-hmm. to us to kind of, I don't know, respond to it. And that's where like the real like 
I don't know. Well, I did appreciate that, you know, he was telling the stories to two kids. And so it was it was sanitized and mm. more factual than any kind of emotion. But he was able to give us the emotion through the mm-hmm. art. Like right. when at the, the sit in where they actually stayed and it mm-hmm. got violent, you could see like that was for real violence. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I like that while he's trying to keep it like g-rated for these two little boys who just like happened to be here mm-hmm. we the reader are forced to go through at least a part of what he had to go through mm-hmm. and i think that's what, something you can do in a comic uh, like yeah. i love that they made this i thought it was really cool how um you got to see kind of the logistics of how everything happened how they're talking about like the how you know it's not it's not just and i think a lot of the narrative that sanitizes things it's very much like oh rosa parks was just tired and wanted to sit on the bus. And it was like, no, she was an activist no, she and she knew, knew exactly what she, what she was doing. Well, that's what I loved about it was watching them train. And the yes. practice. This, yeah. Like yeah. actually practice together. Like, and realize and realize that maybe they weren't cut out for it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the people who were yeah. like, no, I can't be nonviolent. Yeah. And, then, that, and then separating themselves because they knew yeah. that they would hurt the movement. Mm-hmm. Right. I also like how much thought went into the movement before they even did the first check in sit in. Yeah. Like the, they mm-hmm. didn't even do a sit in first. They did like a test run and yeah. they did two of them like and even before that they had this is your training and we're going to do this for months until we know that you can do it because mm-hmm. i think that's how you we the reader can understand that they were for real about this this yeah. was not a bunch of people in a church basement just fucking around they were here to change the scope and they and knew what America. it would cost them well yeah. yeah also that's what i liked about it too is when he's talking about maybe going to troy university and and how he just needed to do more right yeah. mm-hmm. and then how he got to meet with dr luther king and um and do and and then really understand how it was going to affect the people around yeah him. i like that that and they were like, we're going to mm-hmm. help you. We will pay for all of this. We're going to mm-hmm. make sure this gets done. But you have to know what you're mm-hmm. risking and you have to get permission. You have to make sure the people yeah. in your life also know what's being risked. Because they might burn your house yeah. to the ground. Yeah. And, that's you. I, and, and, and I appreciated that he didn't get to do that. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? That, that his story... It's not just one like, oh, I stood up this one time, right? It's actually like a struggle for for a for long, long time. time. So you have these ideas yeah. and maybe you can't do them because you do have to protect your well, family. Was- or maybe you can't do that, you know, mm-hmm. and how you have to keep fighting. You have to, you have to just find keep- a different way. You can't yeah. do this one thing and yeah. that's sad, but you are here. You're, you're here for the But duration. you don't give up. Yeah, well, and it highlights the the choice you make. Like the guy who left, you know, yeah. and... um. And, and and that no one blames you for making that choice. Yeah, either. I like that nobody in the room shamed him or was angry. Because it takes, is it takes such strength of character. Yeah. That yeah. I don't I don't know if I could do it. Because to, it's to a, it there. ends up being about the movement more because you know more like than when they're doing the sit-ins and they someone else get does it first. You know, no one's mad. Yeah. Because it's not about anyone. Yeah, person. I like that too that like so, like another group in another city mm-hmm. did it 2 days before yeah. they were planning to and it, there wasn't any outrage there wasn't any infighting they literally went, "Okay, we're going." Mm-hmm. I like that too. Yeah. Well, well, I think one of the things that was the hardest and probably the one of the best things about about reading this is when you look at this these events through the scope of history, mm-hmm. not only are they they're like sanitized, but it makes it feel as if they happen so effortless, effortlessly. Yeah, that it was easy. That, that Rosa Parks just happened to be tired, yeah. you know, that and that these sit-ins just sort of spontaneously happened. One yeah, guy just, just wanted to get a burger that gathered day. Gathered today. And yeah. as, as if they effortlessly happened and then because they happened, cause and effect, then suddenly we have rights. Yeah. You know, it, that you... 
and reading this first person account, mm -hmm. it really lets you connect from as one person to another yeah. of how hard it was. But when he was talking about the drive up with his uncle oh and my God, how that tense was so he was stressful. and the idea that he had to map out which bathrooms which black people were oh allowed in. That was insane to me. Like I was oh talk God. about privilege. Like well, the, was, the idea that, that, that I couldn't just drive somewhere, stop, and keep going or that, buy food they had yeah. to bring their own food that one guy in the nicer car because he's from the north mm -hmm. gets hassled if he goes below the mason that, dixon that like, guy might get, get shot trying to try to buy gas yeah. well and that's the kind of thing that i don't think i've ever seen depicted in any of the movies mm -hmm. or any of the things that i've seen before mm -hmm. was kind of that stark contrast mm -hmm. and i also just loved the um that his uncle saw something in him mm -hmm. and was like, went through the trouble to show him mm -hmm. the different kind of life he could have. Yeah. And, and it, it wasn't even a perfect life, right? But it no. was so starkly different than what he had. It's something that I think when you're learning about that in school and, you know, we're in our 30s. So we learned that it's been a while since we covered civil rights. No, but I mean, we learned it, what, late 90s, yeah. 2000. And, mm -hmm. and I think even then in my head, I'm like, oh, that was so long ago. It guys wasn't. it wasn't no. no and like i forget that our parents i mean i think all of our parents lived not in the south but um, i mean my mom was born in 53 she was around you know yeah my like mom my mom was it. born in 54 and but most of my family is is you know we're all yankees yeah but, and so the idea that i don't know like this didn't happen that long ago no. well, and, that's and what i guess I like it, about those like pictograms that show like how long slavery lasted yeah. and then how long we've yeah. they've been Not quote been, unquote yeah. free mm -hmm. and how and like civil rights and so you can see how little time has really passed yeah. well, i was thinking about I had a friend of mine at a former job that i had who was white and had a black boyfriend and they're from texas mm. and the idea that when their parents were their age that they could it was illegal yeah. for them to be together and it's just it, it's not even an entire generation ago it yeah. was illegal for you to date someone because they were a different color than you yeah well i mean like you say we're yankees and on this side of in california it is more liberal but my grandfather was an electrician um in la in i don't know it was like whenever before my dad was born so early 50s late 40s you know he's back from the war he's being an electrician and he had a crew and half of them were black and he used to tell me a story he tried to take them out to lunch one day and in la he was told that he and his black crew members could not eat at this place in los angeles and like he tells the story and i it's one of the ones i remember because i feel like that's so alien yeah mm -hmm. oh entirely but like, alien but it's something i think that as californians we don't and, remember well, almost not necessarily but i think we uh, distance ourselves from the idea that oh that's not us that's not us that's not us and we dismiss what we're complicit in even us now yeah. sometimes yes. because well, here the we center are of this state runs red and we don't talk about it well, I'm just, you know, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we're four white girls talking yes. about a comic about something we couldn't actually ever really understand or experience. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I mean, we we and we live a stone's throw from Oakland, though. Like, you know, it's not like there isn't areas that aren't going. But even if we were to go up there and be a part of the Black Lives Matter movement, we wouldn't get arrested. Because, and that's where something be, we have to recognize yeah. that. That's why we need to involve ourselves because we we were at the the, the women's march. We, you know, it it was 
there were cops there and they were chilled out. They were smiling at us. They were mm-hmm. friendly. And it's there because were high fives to go around. It's because it's, there's mostly it's white women we were there. White women. And that's why we need to put our bodies where our mouths are. Because mm-hmm. and that's the thing. That's what we had to figure out, right? We have to stand up and 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 we see. have to we have to listen. Is what and we have to do. Yeah, exactly. We, have to we listen. do. We do have to listen. The part that I, I guess I struggle with the hardest with the listening and is it's not also their job to teach me. No, that's true. Correct. And so yeah. it's very hard because it's what like, do you mean they? Who is they? They, as in people who experience things that I'm not, right? So black women or right. no, like um, not up to them to explain their experience. exactly. Like, yeah, it's, so it's, it's not Jackie's job to explain to me. What it's what, like, what her what life experience right. is like. You should right. just be able to maybe so empathize like, Jackie, a little. What's it like to be in a wheelchair? Right. I think it becomes about realizing that not everything's about you, or and that your opinion of things don't necessarily matter, and your how the things that are happening affects us doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. And it's hard mm-hmm. for that's it, hard for us. Oh, it, it is. Like you know, I remember. It's hard for anybody. Right? Um, yeah. I was having a conversation um, with. Um, a white male friend of mine and a uh, a black woman friend of mine. And she was saying that she had been um, offended by um, Amy Schumer's uh, remake of Lemonade, right? Her parody of it. Oh, yeah. And um, the white male friend was like, well, I don't understand because equality means that you can make fun of everything oh and, you know, and that whole thing, right? And... Um, she, she explained the difference between punching up and punching down. No, because she. The thing is, is she couldn't really. She wasn't really finding her words well. She was just basically saying, "I don't know why I found it offensive. I'm just saying that it was, you know, and mm-hmm. that that it it felt like it attacked a part of me." And 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 this other person was arguing that, um, that it that you know equality means that everyone gets made fun of, and that's what that means, and blah blah. blah. And really and not. eventually, I actually was just like. And he kind of turned to me for support. And of course, and I'm I didn't really have much to say on it because I'm like, well, because I don't know what it feels like to be black and I don't really understand what lemonade meant in that way. You know, I can't say that it was appropriate to make fun of. Yeah. Right. There's no way like it's probably the best answer because if someone you can give. Yeah. It's like if somebody asks me, is that thing racist? I can say, well, from my from my perspective, it seems like it might be. But I can't tell you whether or not it offends yeah, me on a racist level because I am white. So I have no idea. But I think yes is my answer. <laughs> I feel like if you have to ask, then probably, then probably it yes. is. And that's one of those things. Like even if even if they can't verbalize why, we don't need a why. The thing, yeah, the thing is, if you they know? say this is offensive, you mm-hmm. just go, okay, well, yeah, we're done. That you, it is offensive. Um, I feel like something, something that... You know, I think that I struggle with and I see a lot of other people struggle with is the idea that because they didn't mean something to be racist yeah. or, or bigoted have that to suffer consequences. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to, you know, Words it mean was, things. it was just <laughs> it was a joke. I didn't mean it like that. Why are you taking this so seriously? You took it that way. I yeah. didn't mean it that way. But that ha- actually has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. What, no, no matter what you meant, you put that thing out into the world and it hurt someone and you have to bear the responsibility for that. I mean, and that's ooh, so heavy, right? Yeah. Like, and it's, and it's like it's almost like I'm nervous to even be talking about it because I feel like I have no right to either. And I think that <laughs> I think that's part of it. Right. Is is I think the part of me that was like having a hard time with intersectionality whoa intersectionality it's a hard, yeah. it's mm. a hard word mm. yeah intersectionality intersectionality um feminism right was because my ego was hurt right mm-hmm. because i wanted to be a good feminist and i wanted my voice heard and i mm-hmm. you know what i mean 
And part of me is like, well, I'm disabled and no one ever talks about disability. And, you know, yeah, that's true. Right. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. I can be angry about that, but it yes. doesn't mean I don't have to listen to the other side, too. Yeah. Right? And I, mean, I don't get to. And there's I, not just room for one thing. But it also made me. But the problem is it also made me feel like I couldn't speak up anymore. Right. Right. That I didn't have a valid point of view mm-hmm. in certain things. And the thing is, is it don't. Right. Yeah. And that's actually okay not to have a valid point of view in some areas. Yeah. Uh, We can't all be experts in everything. And so it's like, okay, but it's that ego part, like Mm -hmm. learning when. When to speak up and when to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. When to be quiet. And when when, like understanding when we need to advocate for something that doesn't directly benefit us. And maybe it directly, you know, takes our privilege away at all, you know. And that, I think, is the hardest thing. I mean, you you look at what's wrong with this country, blah, blah, blah. Is there's a group of people that thinks that the removal of their privilege or the acknowledgement of their privilege is somehow, you know, putting them on a level with other people is somehow. It's that idea of it being a zero sum game. There's only so much to go around. And if yours gets taken and given to someone else, then it's somehow a loss, which is the most frustrating thing for me about people mostly men who are against feminism because it starts with femme when it's really good for men too like with feminism you get to be a full human person with an entire range of emotions instead of what society expects men to be which is stoic and quiet and never cry and i just i it's so hard to get that part across sometimes and like well it's it's tough for me to try to trying to explain what privilege means to some people uh, the, something i've run into before is people who think when i say they have privilege i, I it, it means that they don't have problems i yeah we we have people inside of our own group that we have to have this conversation with sometimes of like you come at them and they automatically go on the defensive and you're like i'm not saying it's a negative i'm just saying like yes there's shit in your life but also a lot of your life is great and you don't have to deal with the shit that other people have to deal with and we're just trying to get you to a point where you can say as a white male i will probably never be sexually harassed or threatened with rape and that is my privilege well i've been trying to reframe it in different ways as as having privilege means that there are things in your life that you will never have to think about and and jackie i hope you don't mind but sometimes i use things that you've told me as an example yeah, no problem. because um other than stuff like, well, if you're black, you don't have to worry about your child being murdered. It, it, it feels like I can use more concrete examples to say, well, my friend Jackie's in a wheelchair and going to the gas station can be is like much harder for her than it is for me because all I have to do is get out of the car. But she has to go through the whole process or I, I've like talked to my 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 sister, my sister's boyfriend. <laughs> um, Ugh. And it's like, well, my, you know, when, when you go to the grocery store, you don't have to worry about getting something off the, the tallest shelf. But if you were in a wheelchair every day, you would. Yeah. And it would make that so much more difficult for you. And that's something you will never have to think about. Actually, one of the more the better conversations I ever had with a dude about like things you don't think about is I was talking to him about when you live in a city or you're a girl living anywhere, really. But I was referencing I was living in New York at the time. Anytime I'm anywhere at night, I have to be aware of my surroundings. I have Mm -hmm. to know who's in front of me, who's behind me, who's across the street. I know who is in the subway car with me. I know who is on the platform and I clock them because who knows what could happen to me. And that's just walking down the street. You can't have headphones on at night because anyone can come up behind you. You got to pay attention when you 
go to your front door and unlock it to make sure there's no one really close to get into your locked apartment building with you because then you're like not it's not a good thing and I was having a conversation with this person about it and literally they're like I didn't know that that's what you have to think about all the time and I was like to quote you know something we've quoted before it's the background radiation of your life is that you as a man don't have to worry about being out at night nearly as heavily as women do just instinctually and this isn't something that this is something we're trained. Like you don't mm-hmm. come out of the womb worried about people walking behind you. And and in some some ways we're 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 always aware of that, but it's actually something that's probably I was just I was thinking about how we do that, how we're we're always worried about someone on the subway platform or somebody on the street but nine times out of ten if we're gonna be victims of sexual it's violence, it's know. gonna be somebody that we would let into the house anyway. Yeah. And like how do you how do you like prepare for that well, you can't for that otherwise you're just gonna lock yourself in a panic room yeah. and never come out never ever yeah so anyway so march john lewis's march oh so well good. yeah and i mean part of part of discussion like you know we'll do this now and then on the podcast where we'll, we'll read a book and it affects us really deeply mm-hmm. and but it also we don't talk about the book that much because <laughs> i think it spurs so many other conversations well, and- one more thing i, I definitely mm. wanted to mention was that um they talk in the book about Emmett Till, who gets oh tortured God. and murdered, and just this month, just this month, that white lady came out and said that he never even that he never he said didn't anything, say to her. anything to her. And Which she, I mean, I swear to God, most she of ran the with it. Not surprised. got that boy beaten to death. This fourteen-year-old thrown kid. into a river, mm-hmm. and then his the dudes who murdered him just walked. Yeah, and then they the, what they admitted, they, it, they admitted months it months later in yeah. a magazine article. Yeah, so. Acquitted by a jury of their peers. <laughs> well, and the, the the worst slash best part, the worst, oh, whatever. But the hardest part about that is like the rage we're feeling right now, thinking about this poor kid from Chicago who is visiting family and ended mm-hmm. up just horrifically murdered. Is probably not one one hundredth of the rage felt by the black community when it happened, when they learn about it, when we talk about it now. Yeah. I can't. I can't even imagine the helplessness. Yeah. Of of feeling like. There would be no one who could help you. That well, this is something that would occur, and you would never have justice. You would never have well, any closure. Well, it's just like it's like Sandra Bland, right? Yeah, like that yeah. is the most horrifying story. You know, she's pulled over for a traffic violation. She's in jail, and suddenly she's hanged in her cell. They purposely took her because she was so outspoken about mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. Like that—that's like premeditated murder, and it becomes like you. And question, that's where we live. Yeah, you question like. Like I've everything that's everything askew. that's happened yeah. because of social media, yeah. that that we're There's able stuff to we see. We wouldn't have known five yeah. years ago. Is well, I wouldn't saying, have known about that at all. And it's yeah, not like Ferguson would not have hit anywhere outside of St. Louis without yeah. Twitter. No, you know, and it's amazing. You, you get to see the difference between you, what you're seeing live on the Versus ground, what the news is trying to spin it as. Yeah. Well, and I, I was just I was just talking to Jackie about how last week we had all those protests at the airports mm-hmm. and there was plenty of coverage of the protests, but I saw almost no coverage of the violence that happened at the SeaTac one, which I only heard about because I had a friend who was there mm-hmm. when the late at night when the protest was winding up yeah, and all the, the protesters moved in. Yeah, they and the hit them all with started fucking fighting. Yeah, hitting them with bikes, hitting them with pepper spray. They pushed a and whole, they people fell down anything. the escalator. Twenty eight people arrested. I would not have known about it if I didn't know Natasha and if I didn't have social media. Yeah. Well, it's so it's so crazy like the way in which it rocks your your world. Like mm-hmm. I 
I've always thought police were a pretty great idea. You know, you need you need safety and, and they protection. Are. Good and they police are. Good are cops good, are a good idea. But the people that refuse to admit that there might be bad cops. Those are bad. That's bad that's cops. Bad. But also, like, we live here. I drove through downtown Campbell once. I was on Winchester. I was driving through Campbell. And there was a stop. And there were two cops. And what looked to me to be two young men of color. And I immediately was like, oh, fuck, what's happening? And, like, that's not something I would have been worried about five years ago. And or that's our, our privilege. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's and our so, privilege. Like, it's just it's yeah. interesting and uncomfortable and eye-opening the way in which and, other shit will, like, open up your eyes. And yeah. I would say, obviously, I would I believe that most most, most cops, cops are good are good, cops. Are, good are good people yes. who just want to protect and serve but we, we can't turn you to, have to turn that blue line bullshit yeah, off we can't turn a blind eye to the fact that there are bad ones in the bunch the most frustrating who are gonna make if you're a good bad. cop if you're a good cop wouldn't you want to catch the bad ones wouldn't you want to get them out mm-hmm. like i don't understand that part but i'm not a cop so whatever. well it's it's you know it's the mra thing you know Well, it's the same idea of like, if you're a man, why do you think it's okay that people think you're a sexual werewolf? Yeah. Like, why is it acceptable for men who are not prone to rape that other people assume they would instantly rape? How does that not make more men angry? If I was a man, I would definitely be offended by the idea that my, my default response is always rape. Yeah. That like if oh if a, oh, a woman walks by in a miniskirt or if she wears too much makeup or what or if she's drunk I just I'm gonna rape her and that's what people think of you that's what people think of that's you offensive. that you're an auto rapist like why aren't more men up in arms about that assumption it's it blows my mind anyway I am glad for social media because a lot of shit yeah. gets talked about more yeah. I'm so I'm and so it, glad it forces for the, a conversation exactly well, yeah I'm so glad for the presence of um of not just Twitter but but Tumblr and everybody else. For, for making me aware of so many different kinds of people and, and ways of life and life experiences, and life experiences than, than I would have ever been in my tiny town in the middle of nowhere. The mm. amount of shit that I have picked up from Tumblr about being open, understanding, and kind, and the amount of shit I've picked up from Twitter about listening to the experiences of people who do not look like me mm-hmm. is like... The amount Insane. of relatives you want to block on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> and like, I Facebook, love, always the worst. It's always so funny to me when people make fun of social media and they're like, oh, that tweet what is it even good for? And I'm like, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, it is an amazing force for good and evil. Yeah. But like, we're trying puppies- to make sure that it is a force for good. Yeah. Well, it becomes like getting back to the book itself. You know, you look at the incredible small group of people that were actually activists. That started it. You know, it's something that, you know, if we're trying to bring it up to with the experiences of today, we're so insulated from any actual um, danger. Yeah. Um, you know, that we can try to relate. Oh, oh, we went to this march and we did that. But it's right. like, you know, there's millions of people that are with us. You know, in terms of what's going on right now and the bravery and like the fucking balls on the people that were doing what they were doing in this in this book. To stand there. Yeah. As these people never going to be anyone like this. You know what I mean? And it's it's to stand there as, as these 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 assholes yell horrible things at them. These dump condiments on them, dump and stuff at them, hit hot hit coffee. them, sick dogs on them. It's people that didn't believe that black people were people. Yeah, like fifty years ago. Like it, even in that the, was our country. I mean, yeah. Well, even now, even I mean, in the the, now, the comic <laughs> when those two when those two girls go into the ladies' room and that old and that white old lady woman. runs out and they, it's played as a laugh, right? The mm-hmm. girls laugh at her as she runs out. Oh, they're everywhere! But like. 
come on yeah. those are human people young human people that you should care about simply because they're babies i what i found really interesting for myself is i've always really liked american history mm-hmm. um i don't normally like anything past world war ii but that's fine um but reading it's pretty this, bad before then too it was pretty bad but i'm all like american revolution and world war ii and everything well, else can kind of the thing like, about the american revolution and world war ii is that there are clear good guys and it's bad true. guys that's why i like them when we get into <laughs> shit like vietnam even murky, the Civil War murky. is a little murky. It's I mean, little... we we paint ourselves nicely. In, we do. Uh, World um, War <laughs> Yes, we do. But it was interesting for me that, like, when in the book John Lewis points out, 1955 was like a really important year, and he names like three things that happened that year. Emmett Till happened that year. Rosa Parks happened that year, and I think Martin Luther King really like hit the ground running. Yeah, in he started. 55. Yeah, he started speaking a lot on the radio. Right, and so like. Those three big things all happened in the same year. And I remember those things from elementary school and junior high and high school and college. I remember Rosa Parks and the Montgomery bus boycott. And I remember the sit-ins. But knowing that those three things all happening in 1955, like, I guess, getting this version that's much more personal and much more intimate versus Mm -hmm. what you get in history books really kind of solidified for me that there's things that you remember, but we all need to be a little bit more curious and interested in what actually happened versus what we're told happened. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough because that that story, that movement is all about the oppressed rising up against the oppressor. Mm-hmm. And and in a lot of ways, that oppressor is is still the man is still in charge. It's still, yeah. you know, still old white people still in charge. They just won't die. And so they they want to frame it in a way that still makes them look good 50 years later in the history books. Well, yeah, because it all becomes about these hero judges that brown versus board of yeah, education you know abraham lincoln freeing the slaves good job abe happy black history month yeah <laughs> you know. oh lord <laughs> well i mean i think i think that's really relevant to the the big debate right now about fake news and what constitutes you know and facts mm-hmm. and and fact checking and understanding um sources and and i think we're really going through another phase of you know journalistic change right no joke Mm -hmm. i'm actually really excited that the fourth estate is taking itself seriously again and they're starting to do actual work you know i'm not generally an anarchist but i feel like we need to burn this shit to the ground like i don't know man cnn is they have given they're giving a lot of nun shits right now i would would like i mean what do they have did you hear about facebook and the the and what they're doing so they've actually started because France is having their elections currently. Yeah. And so they're and starting. And they're uh, in a very big danger of doing the same are. thing. Yeah, we did. exactly. That so lady is not great. Well, what they did is they've actually started a whole program there where they have people who fact check popular posts. Good. And so you can actually like instead of just like flagging content, you can actually flag it as pro- possibly fake news. Well, you know, it would have been nice. And then it gets pulled. Two years ago, if they'd done that for us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, but the fact that, that companies like that are taking mm-hmm. steps and, and owning up to the responsibility that they because, have. interesting just because like right after the election, Facebook was like, that wasn't our fault. There's no way we could have been. I think, it, I, think it, I think it was a knee jerk reaction. And I think what happened is they've, they've re thought yeah. well, they, 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 they fired all of the people that actually managed their their new their headline contents really now, yeah. yeah so wow. um so now it's all done by um it's a bot and so whatever the popular posts are those are the headlines that you see you know one hundred and five thousand people talking about this person is more often what it is and it's all mm-hmm. bot shit so if it's fake news 
if it's real questionable source news it doesn't matter hmm. it's still it's still there as yeah. and so but 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 the good news is is they're taking steps so yes. we're starting to see a conversation happening where where they have to be responsible i've noticed that this is happening on twitter too i follow um a new feed who they actually will fact check um donald trump's tweets and then they put like this is not true this is what actually happened um it's just i think it's a good thing that we probably could have used two years ago yeah and i mean it's it's an interesting you see you were talking about cn cnn earlier and it's like they've been put in a the, box they're yeah. not included right and so now like i think it's a mistake for the administration to do that because now cnn has nothing to lose they literally have nothing to lose and i'm actually grateful that they were kicked out of the white house and that they're not no longer being called on by this administration because they're actually going to do their jobs now out of petty spite uh, i mean but whatever gets that fucking done their headlines we- on the bottom of stuff now is great by the way can we can we pass a bill to abolish the 24-hour news cycle like you're only allowed to do news in two-hour blocks once every 12 hours when you do breaks and there's puppies in between yay puppies i'd even give them once every four hours but there have to be a lot of puppies (laughs) and you can't cover the same story twice in 24 hours yes correct (laughs) unless there are updates so obviously, uh, this book has inspired a lot of uh, conversation uh, like among heavy us all. Heavy conversation, conversation um, which I think is a good thing. And I mean, I, I think, think it's a point of books like this too. It is, and I think you know, it's it's coming down to these are the conversations. I mean, we have with each other, and you know, sometimes it's we're in our bubble and we're all agreeing with each other, um, and it's you know our quote unquote safe space or whatever. And I think it's important to try to have these conversations outside of our safe zones. Yes, and recognizing that I don't know, we're not always right. Um, what? And if you don't think we're right about something, you can yeah. please feel free. Yeah, email Come at us, us. Let us know. If I mean, our feet are in our mouths and we're idiots and stupid, please let us know. Please, because please, this please is, let us know. We are trying to be better, and yeah. we want to know if we fucked something. Up. Yeah, we're we're definitely we're doing our best to recognize our privilege and become better people, better listeners, and better allies. So anything you guys want to contribute like or let us know. Most definitely, the obviously, goal of 2017: be a better ally, respectful. Mm-hmm. It, you don't yell. I mean, if you're going to yell at us, you're going to get me. <laughs> um, so. And you know how that goes. Which actually she might like. So I would like it she was so like, much. <laughs> she actually really Come would. at me, bro. But guys, we love you. And we would love to hear anything you would like to contribute to our and, conversation. And, and, or if you have stories for us. If you have mm-hmm. stories or... And if honestly, were, hun, if you need support, if you, here if you, you need someone home. to listen, if you live somewhere and you're feeling like no one understands you or is feeling the same things you're feeling. If you don't have a safe space or... We can be that for you. We uh, yeah. we want to be that for you. So, Or if you want us to just send you gifts of puppies, we can do that too. Yes. Yep. If you are if you need a little recharge, we can do that. So in that vein, this month, uh, we will not be doing a Game Bangers, not only because we ran... A little long, a little long, uh, little but also long. because you know we're keeping it a little more serious. So we will save, and I'll give you a little tease, hot potato, <gasps> for next month. Um, but in the How meantime, guys, um, we want to uh, let you know that um, in the in the vein of what we were talking about, we very strongly support uh, you know freedom of speech, uh, freedom of action, freedom mm-hmm. of control of your own body and as such um we want to offer the opportunity to sponsor segments of upcoming episodes uh that will benefit the aclu and planned parenthood so all you have to do is take a screenshot of your donation to either group and email it to us or send it to us on facebook um and you can make us do stuff so for, mm-hmm. for a donation of five dollars you can ask 
ask a question or solicit our opinion on any subject. Guys, what? we have so many opinions. Any like a lot. Good, bad, and otherwise. Mm-hmm. For $20. Otherwise? Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm bad, so don't worry. Hey. <laughs> Does that make me good? That's weird. <laughs> you share good. You guys share it. <laughs> Jackie and I are good? Oh, that's, that's weird. That's weird. Very, very strange. And that's why I'm bad, because I appreciate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, for $20, you can pick a comic or topic that will be the focus of a mini episode. Or, excuse me, a bite-sized episode. Who wrote this trash? For $35, (laughs) you can force us to play a game of your creation. And for $50, you can come in and co-host an episode with us on anything that you want. Be our friend. And you can can Skype in, guys. So don't worry about not living near us. We want to be your friend and talk to you and and stuff. And we want to talk to you anyway. But, like, if we can also help ACLU and Planned Parenthood, we'd like to do that, too. Bonus. They are our two favorites. Mm-hmm. God, the ACLU kicking ass and Kick taking names. Ass. So please, uh, guys, uh, visit our Facebook page or send us an email for more information. We will be posting something on Facebook very shortly. Yes, yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> we say we, we mean Jackie. Jackie is Jackie the voice on Facebook. Facebook, on Facebook mogul. If I write Mostly back to you on Facebook, I don't understand. It's Facebook. Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in charge of the Twitter. The no, Twitter we, is we had it. We had a fan recently who was excited about us like not posting. <laughs> it was <laughs> one of the greatest things to happen in these first twenty days. Um, and anyway, we love you. You're amazing. <laughs> Keeping you. And listeners, we welcome any and all commentary. So if you'd like to ask us a question, send in a note, or give us your best protest slogan, please drop us a line at getinterrupted at gmail.com. You can give us a follow on Twitter at getinterrupted, find us on iTunes, or check us out on the mothership, notlg.com, where you can listen to us and many other fine audio diversions. Many thanks to the Y-Axis for our intro and outro music, and Amy Watkins of Power Up Collage and Suze McNally for all the art you see in our social media. Join us next month as we read Lady Killer by Jamie S. Rich and Joelle Jones. That's it for us this month. Thanks for listening, and remember, we have snacks. Snacks! And rage. And we rebel. Mm. Woohoo! Persist! Resist. Yeah, all right, Nordstrom. I'm going to Nordstrom's today. (laughs) It's actually just Nordstrom. It's not Nordstrom's. Oh, she's sassy today. She's What's sassy. I love you. Do you? <laughs> That's how I show it. I know. Oh, and oh. then Jalan hid in his hoodie. <laughs> and then he hid. Hope you have some red vines in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Eat that brownie. Mm. You like gummed it. <laughs> i save that for you. God, we're a hot mess. <laughs> and yet, here we are. This is just where we are. This is where we are. Shippers. Shippers. <laughs> Do we have to bleep that? <laughs> I don't no. I think we have to bleep I don't either. anything. I think anyone listening to our podcast and doesn't expect it yeah. should know. Anyone That's offended by the word thundercunt, please turn off. Remember when we started? Podcast. We were like, you know, maybe we should to try not to swear. No. And that lasted through our first like seven minutes. Yeah. 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 No. A fuck, fuck slipped in and then away we, we went. The seven. waterfall descended. I really like the new um, thing to call him 45. Yes. yes, don't even use his name. I, I like that a lot. I love it. Because I can't handle saying his name, to be honest. I hate it. I call him Il Douche or Commandant. Or the Cheeto. Donnie Trash is a favorite. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like what it. was, uh, I saw somebody did the Lord Voldemort thing. So if you rearrange the letters it's in Lord, his name, it's Lord Tandump. Lord Tandump. <laughs> which I also very much enjoy. That one got Lord producer John. John. <laughs> yeah, I might watch it after this uh, podcast. Oh, I'm driving someone to the airport at four in the morning. Is it B? It is. It Girl, is, why don't you get is. a lift? Um, uh, she straight up said, I won't no. let her. 
If you have my friends, friends, you don't have to pay love to go to the airport. To I really to airport. do. It's I think like it's a thing. I think it's because I love the airport. It's Why? Weird, it's a weird thing. I love everything about the airport. I love going. I love security checks. I love the food. I love takeoff. I love landing. I love planes. I, I love everything about I don't understand travel. that. I, I hate everything about the airport. I understand. I understand. I don't know what it is. I like airport when I'm going on a trip, but I don't particularly like airport when I'm not going on a trip. Well, I like you guys, and I, I get to have a little bit of time with you before you leave me all by myself for days at <laughs> a time. Like you're not a little excited about that. I mean, I'm basically going to be naked all <laughs> Just put down a towel, okay? <laughs> Look, I can promise you. <laughs> of the living geek.